Welcome again. It's good to be here bringing you another episode of the Daily Podcast. I must say that I am delighted that you've chosen to spend this time with us today. We pray that your love for each other be enriched by what you're about to hear. So stay tuned. This is episode 30 of the Daily Podcast. Today's scripture reading comes from the book of Romans, chapter 13 and verse 10, which says, Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Let's read that again. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is a fulfillment of the law. You know, everybody is talking about love. But do we really know what love is? Well, I have a love story that I want to share with you. It's about me and my dog. I love my dog. We went everywhere together. We had, we had a lot of fun. We slept in the same room and, and when it was time for me to go to school, it broke my heart to leave him behind. But I know that, I know that she was waiting for my return. And I'll tell you something. One dark and gloomy day, my father gave her away so that she could become a hunting dog. I don't have to tell you, but that was the saddest day of my life. Two weeks went by and my eyes were still filled with tears, grieving for my dog, my buddy. Then one bright and sunny day, I saw a little black dog walking down the street where I lived. It looked like my little dog, but it was limping, as if it was in an accident. And as I drew closer, I recognized that it was my little dog. Oh, how joyful I was. She had gotten away and made a five-mile journey back to the one she loved. She had never traveled that route before, but somehow she found her way home. She was wounded along the way, but she kept walking until she made it home. She couldn't talk to say that she loved me, but she showed it by the things she did. I don't have to tell you how happy I was to see my buddy again. You know, when my girlfriend left, I didn't cry, but I cried for my dog. The dog couldn't talk, but it showed me love. My girlfriend, on the other hand, who could talk, never showed me love. What am I saying? We are told to love, but no one ever showed us how to love. Love is more easily caught than taught. My friend, look, love is an action word and is demonstrated by the things we do for each other. Look at what the Apostle James said about fate. You might wonder why I'm talking about fate when we should be talking about love. But that too is an action word. You see, and it will stand the test of time along with hope and love. I'm using this as this example because fate works by love. James 2 verse 14 to 17 says, and, and, and get this, 
what does it profit my brethren if someone says he has faith but does not have works can faith save him if a brother or a sister is naked and destitute of the daily food and one of you will say to them depart in peace be warmed and be filled but you don't give them the things which is needed for the body what does it profit thus also faith by itself if it does not have works is dead you see where I'm going my friends look love also without corresponding works may be subject to failure it may even cause more harm than good we all tend to profess that we love each other we love our neighbors but when put to the test most of us come up short most of us think that our neighbor is the person who lives next door while that may be correct our neighbor goes beyond that listen to what Jesus had to say about who is your neighbor and how they should be treated it's the same admonition we're hearing from the Apostle Paul when he said love does no harm to a neighbor therefore love is the fulfillment of the law the love that the Apostle Paul is referring to is not filial love as in friendship or eros as a love between husband and wife but agape that sacrificial love of God here's the conversation between Jesus and an expert in religious law Luke 10 verses 25 to 37 Bible says one day an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question he said teacher what should I do to inherit eternal life Jesus replied what does the law of Moses say how do you read it the man answered you must love the Lord your God with all your heart all your soul all your strength and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself hmm right Jesus told him do this and you will live Jesus answered his question and that should have been the end of it but the Bible goes on to say the man wanted to justify his actions so he asked Jesus and who is my neighbor beloved the answer to that question is what we all need to know because I think that we all got it wrong Jesus replied with a story he said a Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho and he was attacked by bandits they stripped him of his clothes beat him up and left him half dead beside the road by chance a priest came along but when he saw the man lying there he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by perhaps he didn't want to be contaminated because he was on his way to the synagogue 
a temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. No one wants to get involved. No one wants to get their hands dirty. No one seems to have that agape love welling up on the inside of them. Love and compassion are nowhere to be found. Who will rescue this man? Then a despised Samaritan came along. And when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Beloved, look, the Jews had nothing to do with the Samaritans. Yet the same one he despised came to his rescue. That is the love of God. That is the agape love that I'm talking about. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins telling him, take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I will pay you the next time I come by. And then Jesus would look the Jewish man, that Jewish Bible scholar, square in the eye and say to him, Now which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? The man replied, The one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, Yes. Now go and do the same. It's plain to see by this parable that love is an action. It seeks to do good and not evil. When the Apostle Paul said that love is the fulfillment of the law, he was not exaggerating. Jesus said in John 13, 34, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. This new commandment encapsulates most of the Ten Commandments, which has to do with human relationships. Here's what I mean. If you love your father and mother, you will honor them. If you love your neighbor, you will not try to murder him. If you love your neighbor, you will not commit adultery with his wife. My friend, if you love your neighbor, you will not steal from him. You will not give false testimony against him. You will not covet their house. You will not covet his wife or his male or female servant, his ox or his donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Today we see kids dishonoring their parents. You see people murdering each other for all kinds of different foolish reasons. Today you see people committing adultery as if it was a normal thing to do and they're stealing from each other, giving false testimony against each other for their own greed and they would covet their neighbors. That's the way it is in this society that we live in, a reckless, wicked generation, the Bible says. The end is coming. 
And that is how powerful love is. And that's why the Apostle Paul said, it is the fulfillment of the law. We are commanded to love each other. But without the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, that might be an impossible task. 1 John 4, verses 7-11 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Are you hearing this? In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins, beloved. If God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And that's the message of the gospel. So without love, without the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, the human race would collapse on itself. My friend, from the day that Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden, the heart of man has become as hard as a stone. Cain killed his brother Abel, Genesis 4.8. The wickedness continued and it caught God's attention. And this is what the Bible says in Genesis 6, 5-8. God was upset. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping things and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. My friend, sounds, sounds like there was hope for the human race, but without Christ in you, through the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, there is no hope for mankind. Galatians 5, 16 and 17 says, Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts after the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that they do not do the things that you wish. It's not going to happen. As long as the flesh is fighting against the spirit, you can't do what you want to do. And you want to do good. So walking in the spirit is the only way that man can have a godly relationship with each other. The human heart must be changed because it is desperately wicked. Who can know it? God said in Ezekiel 11 verse 19, Then I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within them, and take the stony heart out of their flesh, and give them a heart of flesh. No one seems to care about the other. The husband blames the wife, and the wife blames the devil. The devil made me do it. 
there are some of you who are listening right now who has put away the wife of your youth because they could not conform to your ideology. There are some of you who have abandoned house and home and family in order to satisfy your lustful desires. But the Bible says, What shall it profit a man if he gained the whole world and suffered the loss of his own soul? The love that you thought was real and sincere was simply Eros. My beloved, Eros without agape amount to Zeros. And that's why you are apart now. But there is hope. And you can embrace that hope today by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Let me conclude by giving you a biblical definition of what love is. The Apostle Paul knew that it was important, it was necessary and urgent that he spoke to the Corinthians concerning their relationship with each other and how important it was to exercise love in a troubled world. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13 he said, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I become a sounding brass and a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and have all knowledge and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains but have not love I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though I give my body to be burnt but have not love it profits me nothing. And he goes on to say that love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, it believes all things, it hopes all things, and it endures all things. Love never fails. He says, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away with. He said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I taught as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And then he concludes by saying, And now abide faith, hope, and love, these three. But the greatest of all is love. The greatest of all is love. God is love. So we understand that love is the fulfillment of the law, but that doesn't mean we can disregard what the law says. Because Jesus has 
fulfill the law, those who are in Christ, they have that victory, but it's in Christ. The Spirit of Christ who dwells in you will guide you into all truth. He will be a witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. He will prompt you when you are going off course. He will, he will guide you throughout your Christian walk. He will enable the love of God to be shed abroad in your heart. And you will always be led to do good and not evil. You will love your neighbor as yourself. All because of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Beloved, I was once, like most of you, egocentric without Christ in my life, but I learned obedience by the things I suffered, and with my back against the wall and with nowhere to turn, I surrendered my life to Jesus. You don't have to wait until your back is against the wall. You don't have to wait until it's too late. You can surrender right now. Listen to what the Apostle Peter said. Acts 2, 38 and 39. He said to the multitudes, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's a promise. He said, for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off. As many as the Lord our God will call. My friend, you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior now. If you have family in other parts of the world, God will honor his word. He will honor his word. In Acts 16, 27 to 32, this incident took place in a prison. So God in the prison was about to kill himself. And this is what happened. The Bible says, and, and the keeper of the prison awakening from sleep and seeing the prison doors open. There was an earthquake and the earthquake had opened the doors and removed the chains and shackles from the apostle Peter and his friend Silas. And supposing that the prisoners had fled, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, don't do yourself any harm for we are all here. He said, we are not trying to escape. We're here. And then he called for a light and he ran in and he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of God to him and to all who were in his house. God kept his promise. And today God is ready to keep that promise. He's ready every day. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And if you're willing to do this, you can say the simple prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you in your mighty, precious name. And I confess that I am a sinner. I confess that the life that I have lived was not pleasing to you, Lord. So I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me, O Lord. Come into my heart. Lord, I believe that you died for my sins. 
you were buried and you rose again from the dead and now you're seated at the right hand of God the Father I believe Lord that you come again and receive me to yourself I'm asking you dear Lord save me and save my household as well I'm asking this in your precious name and I'm looking forward for a miracle in your precious name beloved I pray that God's love would rest upon all of you who have listened to this message today. So till the next time, this is Anthony saying, keep on loving. That's the will of God for your life. Amen.